Well, brothers and sisters, this is a big week for birthdays, a big weekend, I should say. We had the birthday of a, a truly great man. I can say it because he's not here and I won't embarrass him. Father Walsh's birthday was on Friday and then followed up by the Catholic Church's birthday today. So we have a lot to celebrate, don't we? Here we are back at Mass. We're able to walk through our front doors this evening. We're able to see holy water in the font and here we are together to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a very special way right here in this room. So let's go back and look at the original Pentecost and the things that happened there. We find tradition tells us an upper room, but we know they were in one place. We find the, um, the apostles, Mary, all in an upper room together, and they're no doubt pondering things. They've been through it. They've been through some some rough things uh, it, in the not too distant past at that point. The crucifixion, uh, the, uh, waves of persecution breaking out against the new Christian community. And here they are, they're probably trying to find their way and figure, figure out which way is up. Jesus is gone, uh, at least physically. Jesus ascended back into heaven uh, just before this. So you could forgive them if they were feeling perhaps a little bit lost and on their own at this point. And what happens? They hear wind swirling around the house. And then, in the midst of that loud wind, they see beautiful flames of fire above one another's head. And they realize that they've been given the gift to go out into Pentecost where all of these Jews had come back from different regions to Jerusalem. They were able to, walk, to go out and speak to those people. And when they spoke, just like I'm speaking to you, those, the others, regardless of where they were from, regardless of what language they spoke, they could understand them. And they understood this new message of Christ crucified and risen. How beautiful. Then St. Peter stands up and must have given the greatest homily of all time, brothers and sisters, because he converted around 3,000 people on Pentecost. How exciting is that? And those 3,000 people, what did they do? They followed that directive that Jesus gave us in the gospel last Sunday to go out and perform great works to go out amongst the people and spread the message of Christ. So those people went back to their regions and here Christianity began to spread, all in one amazing, in, from, from the results of one amazing day. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. What does it mean to us today? Well, here we are at Pentecost once again, and we've learned that, when the, that while it's the Catholic Church's birthday, it's the, it's the Holy Spirit that brings gifts, isn't it? And uh, we have seven gifts in particular that the Holy Spirit is responsible for. Let's uh, ponder these for a second. The gift of wisdom, the gift of understanding, the gift of counsel, the gift of fortitude, the gift of knowledge, the gift of piety, and the gift of fearing God. And to the young ones in the assembly, when we say fearing God, we mean respecting God and loving God and wanting to please Him. So that's actually a beautiful gift. Don't we need these gifts in this world today, brothers and sisters? Don't we need them ourselves? Isn't the world starving for these gifts of the Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit has come and is waiting to give them to us. But that's where we come in. You know, the tradition of the upper room pops its uh, head up quite a bit, or about three times or so, here in the New Testament. We see sacraments uh, revealed to us in that upper room that was spoken about. 
First, there was the upper room uh, on Passover, where, where the, the sacrament of holy orders was instituted and where the Eucharist was instituted. Doesn't get any better than that. And then shortly after the resurrection, the one we hear about tonight, where Jesus uh, reveals himself again to his uh, followers, to his apostles who are in, in an upper room, once again, no doubt looking for answers. And here they were, he reveals himself, offers them his peace, and institutes the sacrament of reconciliation. Now tonight, we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. Here they are in that upper room again, and the Holy Spirit comes and seals, consecrates, and empowers the new church, makes it an actual church, prepares it to go out in its mission. You know, when we look back at the, at the apostles, they struggled mightily, and why wouldn't they have? I'm sure, I, I'm sure I would have, and I'm sure many of us would have as well, given the challenges that they faced. But what do we see from the time the Holy Spirit comes upon them? We see the church spread like wildfire. We, we see it change the world. We see countless thousands and millions come into the church. And here we are, 2,000 and approximately 2,000 wonderful years later. So we might ask ourselves in this world, considering the fact that we too have really been through it, in particular in the past year, haven't we? And, and our, our country is sort of going through it, if you will. Uh, we have a lot of things going on, a lot of things to deal with, and that's just, that's just on top of the normal pressures of life that we all have, have to consider. Sickness, death, finances, whatever the case might be. But here we are in this room. Perhaps this is our upper room. And certainly we should think about where our upper room is, something that could mean something to us personally, but there's no doubt that this serves as an upper room to us as a Christian community. And we can see that with the Holy Spirit, it didn't go chasing people around individually and consecrate and, 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 and seal them with the Holy Spirit, did it? It, it? it came to them when they were together as a group, when they were gather, together pondering Christ and looking for answers. And here we are at Mass, we've come together. And what a beautiful gift that we get to come together. It wasn't so long ago that, that we, were, we, were, we were wanting so badly to experience exactly what we're doing right now. Here we are in this almost full room. And of course, eventually we want this room to be completely full. So, you know, we think about the, 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 or the command that Jesus gave us last week to go out and, and proselytize the world and set the world on fire and that the Holy Spirit would be with us and the Holy Spirit would give us the opportunity to perform great works. That message was for us just the same as it is for those apostles way back then, way, way back those approximately 2,000 years ago. And I submit that, we, that the world needs what the Catholic Church has to offer now more than ever. We have an abundance of the Holy Spirit in this room. The beautiful holy water that we get to use once again has been blessed by the Holy Spirit, thus making it holy. The Holy Spirit will come upon this altar when Father elevates the chalice and the host in a few short minutes, and Christ will be in our presence. We have the gift of becoming part of the body of Christ in baptism for our young ones and those later on who find the church. This building is full of the Holy Spirit. This building is full of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the world needs it so badly. So let's carry it out into the world. But let's start by doing one thing in particular. Let's think about, let's pray about, and let's reach out to our brothers and sisters who have not yet made the decision to come back and join us, to come back to this upper room. And for many, 
that, that is a very valid decision, and the timing is right for everybody. But let's keep them in our prayers. Let's encourage them to make that step, because the sooner we are back together in our upper room, brothers and sisters, the more each and every one of us can benefit from the Holy Spirit. And then as a whole and complete body of Christ, as was talking about as was spoken about in the second reading, where we all, have a, we all have a job to do. We all have some beautiful thing that's gonna come of the Holy Spirit making itself present to us. With that in mind, let's pray for the day that each and every one of us is back together receiving that Holy Spirit in a very special way as one body. Let's finish by reading a prayer very familiar to us as Catholics and certainly familiar to, to those of my brothers and sisters who are involved in Curcio. And any, anybody who knows it is welcome to follow along. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and, you shall re, and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O oh God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit, hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord, amen.